74 degrees at 811 back on Springfield's News and Talk, Springfield's Morning News on 92.7 WMAY. Patrick Finkston and for Greg Bishop, I write the uh, humble little newsletter, The Illinois at theillinois.com, I-L-L-I-N-O-I-Z-E. Happy to welcome into the show this morning the uh, Honorable Comptroller of the State of Illinois, Susanna Mendoza. Uh, Comptroller, good morning. Glad to have you here. And uh, wanted to start with uh, the state's bill paying, because that's what you do. That's that's the statutory role of the gig. The, the bill payment cycle is literally down to zero. How'd it happen? Well, a lot of hard work. Good morning, Patrick. Uh, Let me just tell you that it did not happen overnight. Uh, I've been methodically and strategically chipping away at this backlog, which was as bad as $16.7 billion, just to put it into context, when I um, was elected controller and had to navigate our state through the worst fiscal crisis in our state's history. Um, You know, I walked into a bill payment cycle of an average 210-day delay. That's business days, by the way, which means about nine and a half months in real people time. That's how long your average vendor had to to wait for the state of Illinois to pay them for services that they had dutifully rendered to our state. It was absolutely horrific for them. Many businesses weren't able to weather that. I wouldn't even call it a storm, but like a hurricane, tornado, tsunami, you know, and um, and they had gone out of business. Those that had survived, uh, when I became controller, I spoke with people who had double, triple mortgaged their homes just to be able to pay their employees. It was a really bad time. And so that's what you charged me with cleaning up. And we have. And it didn't happen because of a bailout. It happened because of a lot of hard strategic work uh, from my office in really targeting bills, for example, that would give us a federal match of 50 cents. So for every one dollar, I'll give you an example that I pay in a Medicaid bill. Um, the feds will give me fifty cents. So I look to target uh, bills that will actually help me stretch the value of every single tax dollar. So there's just so many things that went into this. Um, but yes, our bill. We started our fiscal year so on July first. Um, it was the first time in decades that the state of Illinois had a bill payment delay cycle of zero days. I'd argue that's almost too fast. We want to be able to pay our bills well within 30 days, which is faster than the private sector does. Uh, We're definitely there. Our oldest bill today is 10 days old. And, um, you know, I think that means we have a lot of happy vendors for the first time in decades here in Illinois. Comptroller Susana Mendoza joins us here on WMAY. You mentioned bailouts, and I I think that uh, you know that the Republican line is that uh, the reason the balance, the budget is balanced, the reason the, the state has uh, seemed to right the ship uh, is, is one, the, the, you know, American Rescue Plan Act uh, or, you know, the, the federal funds, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Biden bucks, as some Republicans call them. Uh, others <laughs> point to the $50 billion in taxpayer money that the state took in uh, last year, which was more than expected. Uh mm-hmm. So how much of this is the work of of you or the legislature or the governor, and how much of this is stumbling into more revenue and and a bunch of help from the feds? So let me just put it into context in terms of a calendar, right? So I will tell you that zero, none of it has anything to do with the American Rescue Plan dollars. Those are the COVID stimulus funds, as we call them, or the ARPA funds. 
Um, and that is just a, a fact that can be easily uh, fact-checked. So we, um, I had already chipped our state's bill backlog down to under $3 billion a year ago, had already led our state to its first two credit upgrades. By the way, the first in over 20 years uh, and in the middle of a global pandemic to boot. Uh, and I'd already brought down our average payment delay, you know, our, our payment cycle from that 210 horrific scenario that I walked into to well under 30 days a year ago before a penny of the federal ARPA dollars came into the door. So we didn't get the ARPA funds until the end of July, and we'd already gotten our two credit upgrades. We had already um, proven that we had paid down our payment cycle to well under 30 days, and we had also uh, closed out our fiscal year at under $3 billion for the first time in over 20 years. So um, those are just facts that are undisputable, but I know it's very easy to to say something that's just easy for people to believe because people were living through this this um, era where they were seeing federal stimulus being talked about every single day on TV, and we've been talking about it for months, but we hadn't received a penny of it, and I had to continue to manage the state's finances as if that money was never going to make it. Now, there is a specific use for those dollars. We got over $8 billion in federal relief, and that is to be used on COVID-related expenditures that have to be meticulously uh, detailed. And I have, um, the first thing I did as controller, even during the darkest days of the pandemic, was not sacrifice on transparency for Illinois taxpayers, because I believe that they should know how every single dollar of those ARPA funds are spent. And that's why we've actually gotten national acclaim on the transparency portal that I have set up on my website that anybody can see. You can go check it out right now if you'd like. And it will detail how every penny of the ARPA funds have been utilized so far in the state of Illinois. And it has been hailed as the gold standard in transparency portals across the country. So really good things for Illinoisans to be proud of. But yes, this took a lot of work. And I'll tell you that the, the bulk of it, um, you know, I was able to cut $9 billion off of the bill backlog um, during my first two years in office, even before Governor Pritzker came in. And since Governor Pritzker came in, we've continued to do really good, smart fiscal management. But I'll tell you what I did um, back in December of 2017. I had championed a bond deal that, unfortunately, Governor Rauner at the time was really, like, fighting me on this, you know, in a huge way. There's a, a ton of coverage on this. But I was able to win that battle on behalf of taxpayers because we were paying 12% interest on a majority of that $16.7 billion of unpaid bills, 12%, that's just brutal. And I knew that even with the eight consecutive credit downgrades that he earned before I became controller, uh, which really tanked our credit, even with that bad credit, we would absolutely be able to get a much better uh, rate of interest than 12% if we were to go to the market with $6 billion worth of bonds. So the legislature approved that, and I was able to... Um, forced the issue, and we were able to get that $6 billion put into the market, but I used that same method that I started talking to you about, where I would look for every single federal matching bill I could get and get 50 cents on every Illinois dollar, and I took that $6 billion. I matched it with federal matches and turned it into $9 billion, but it only cost $6 billion of state taxpayer money. More importantly, we were able to get that bond deal at 3.5% instead of paying 12%. So kind of like if I were to tell you today you have a mortgage on your home and it's, you know, 12%, which people would, you know, freak out over. But how about I, I refinance your home at 3.5%? 
you'd be crazy not to take the deal because, of course, you'd be saving hundreds of thousands of dollars on your home. Well, this deal saved Illinois taxpayers 4 to $6 billion over the 12-year course of that loan, and it also helped me put $9 billion straight into the economy and help these businesses who were starving and just, you know, praying for, for hope. And so this was more than hope. It was actual capital that they needed to pay their employees, to keep their businesses open, and that's what being pro-business really is. It's helping businesses survive and thrive and have stability and predictability as to when they're going to be getting paid. Today, there's not a single business in Illinois who's waiting to get paid by my office in terms of from the general funds account. Uh, We are up to date, well under 30 days, paying faster than the private sector. And that started back in December of 2017, um, a year after I was elected controller and, and charged with managing the state out of this fiscal crisis. So I'm super proud and I'm happy to talk numbers with anybody. I know it's easy to believe all the, all the, the bad news. We're not used to hearing good news in Illinois, but there's a lot of good news to talk about, including not just two credit upgrades, but now six full credit upgrades since I became your controller. Susanna Mendoza, the state comptroller, for another minute or two here on WMAY. I think you're right that we're all just so predetermined to bad fiscal news that that, that we're kind of rigid on it. But uh, there there are concerns moving into the we're what 36 days into the new new budget year, and you know Cogva is estimating lower revenue uh, in in 2023 FY 2023, and and you know we're seeing inflation and a potential recession. What's your mm-hmm. concern moving forward in this budget year? Well, one other thing, because I, I, I wanted a pretty long uh, description there of what I've been doing. Uh, I do want to say that we did see increased revenues uh, over the last couple of years, and that did help to be able to pay down, yeah, pay down the, um, the backlog faster, because instead of doing what used to happen years ago, right, where you'd see a, a billion extra dollars if, or even half a billion come into the state, you know, the legislature, of course, looked at that, and uh, everybody on both sides of the aisle, they all want to spend it, right? And so we didn't let that happen this year or last. As soon as I would see new revenue come into our coffers, I was utilizing it to pay down existing debts. And so, you know, that's the difference between uh, letting people spend money or deciding there's a better way to use that money, and it's on debts that have already been established. That's being fiscally disciplined and fiscally responsible, and we have shown that we can do that over the last few years here in Illinois. Um, But uh, my concern moving forward is that we need to do more to stabilize our state's rainy day fund and our pension stabilization fund. And those are, we're talking short-term and long-term benefits with that for taxpayers. The rainy day fund, when I first took office, had less than $60,000 in it. I mean, I I just told you, a $16.7 billion backlog of unpaid bills. It's a rainy minute fund. It's not even that. It's not enough to cover 30 seconds worth of government operations. It was so pathetic. So today, though, we have over $854 million in it because, again, as the state saw better than expected revenues come in, instead of spending them on new programming or, you know, getting excited about, oh, how are we going to spend this? I kept telling people, look, we didn't, you know, we didn't get a a new bike for Christmas here, right? Uh, We didn't get a new pretty Lexus with a bow in the driveway, uh, essentially, what we need to think about this money like is let's not get our car repossessed, right? We need to start thinking responsibly. And the responsible thing to do is to get that money in the coffers and save it for a rainy day because I don't ever want any state, well, certainly any controller who represents Illinois, um, to be in a position to have to do what I did, which was navigate a fiscal crisis with 
essentially no rainy day fund. And as we look at the possibility of a recession coming, now more than ever, we need to double, triple down our efforts to put money away in reserves so I don't have to then have the only option of going to the market and paying interest, which is essentially setting our money on fire that can never be utilized to spur economic growth in other areas, create jobs in Illinois. Uh, Having a fortified rainy day fund um, is really critically important to us being able to weather any economic downturn in the future. And right now we're getting close, but we're not where we need to be yet. We will be at close to a little over a billion by the end of the summer, but I'm not going to feel comfortable um, talking to taxpayers about our fiscal position yet until we are closer to three and a quarter billion. And I also want to start seeing more money put into a pension stabilization fund, which is something that I'm actually doing through legislation. I have a, a proposed House Bill 4118 that we'll be reintroducing this next session that will um, hopefully codify automatic deposits into both the state's rainy day fund and uh, money to stabilize our pensions uh, moving forward every year that we meet our financial target of being um, under $3 billion with an accounts payable, which today we're like at $2 billion. So we're well on our way to better fiscal discipline here in Illinois, so a lot of good news, but there's more to do. I've kept you over. One last thing, Comptroller, I apologize. It, it, when you were in the House, when I first met you, you were – uh, a likable, personable, popular person on both sides of the aisle. As, as you've seen our politics get more divisive, more angry, more frustrating on all sides, how how do we bridge that divide? You're you know you're a a South Side Latina who can have a good relationship with a a, a rural farmer. So so what's the what's the key here? How do, how do politicians make this environment better? Well, that's a million dollar question. I just know what I can do, right? And so like I'm a statewide officer. I take pride in working well across the aisle. So I love my Democratic colleagues. I also love a lot of my Republican colleagues. And honestly, if you talk to a few of the guys, there's still a few people that I even served with back when I was a legislator. And they've been such great supporters because they've told the new people coming in, listen, you know, Control Windows is great. You should want to work with her. She she cares about all people in Illinois. And um, to your point about, you know, being a Southside Chicago Democratic Latina, I'm, I might be the only Democrat to ever have gotten the Illinois Pork Producers Legislator of the Year Award. You know, I mean, I, I take pride in those things. And I love going to Southern and Central Illinois. Um, you know, one of my closest uh, political allies, I'd say, and, and more importantly, friend, is, um, is uh, Dale Fowler out in way Southern Illinois. And he's a Republican. And so, I, you know, I just think that I get the pleasure as controller. And this is how I think all elected officials should, should see this. Um, we represent the people, and not just the people that vote for us, but all the people that live in our respective districts. And every single district in the state of Illinois, whether it's the reddest district or the bluest district, has people that are not just Republican or not just Democrats, uh, maybe independent, some libertarians, some green. They're all over the map, right? I get to represent every single one of them. And that's how people need to look at their jobs, that we represent everybody, not just a certain group of people. And if you think that way, you're going to be really good at your job. State Comptroller Susanna Mendoza joining us here on WMAY. Comptroller, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Oh, I hope so. Have a great day. Thank you.